All right, everyone, welcome back into another NFL DFS video. My name is Eric Paul Zine with 9 to 5 Sports. We're going to be breaking down this Monday night showdown game between, well, two Super Bowl disappointments, pretty much. Uh, teams with Super Bowl aspirations that uh, couldn't come through. We got the LA Rams versus the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, a lot of that has been due to injuries. And, well, the Rams have a bunch of injuries that are going to lead to a lot of value on this slate. On yesterday's showdown slate for Sunday Night Football, I said, you know, it's pretty easy to make a really solid high floor build. Uh, and that's what we get today as well. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for the build process of this video. So if you guys enjoy this coverage, make sure to give a like and subscribe. That helps me be able to put out more content for you guys. My goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers as soon as possible. So let's make that happen. So let's start off with my boy Christian Watson all right Christian Watson makes a lot of sense both in a captain spot and also just in a regular lineup like he's not priced up enough to the point where it like you have to think about it too much okay 13.2 for the captain spot yeah that's a little bit pricey but at the same time he has been on the field so much playing about 90 percent of the snaps obviously he's been getting involved in the offense we're looking at seven plus opportunities per game since he's been a healthy player and I've, I've been mentioning this basically every single week since it's happened since the Dallas game, like, please continue to roster him. It's the correct move. Sure. People are saying that the touchdowns are due to regress, which sure, in a sense it is, but like that is the player he is. He's a big playmaker type of guy. And especially against LA Rams, which you know give up a lot of points to opposing receivers. He just continues to make a lot of sense as a play. So for me, just given his playmaking ability and his natural athletic ability. It's tough for me not to want to play him. So I'm going to be playing him. Okay. I'm just going to continue to ride that. And then kind of same thing with Alan Lazard. Like Alan Lazard has really been sneaky good this whole season. Uh, he hasn't really been getting talked up enough for the amount of consistency he has had thus far this season. Sure. He kind of battled a little bit of injuries there against Philly. Um, but if you take out those games as well, like the games that he has been healthy and active for, he's averaging like 14 uh, DK points per game. So he is someone as well that, you know, is also playing about 90% of the snaps. Uh, and has been highly productive and consistent. So I feel like playing Al Lazard and Christian Watson make a lot of sense. Now we are seeing that Romeo Dobbs is getting his price bumped up. And that's my biggest worry on this slate. We already got Matt LaFleur saying that they're probably not going to give him a full allotment of snaps. So what does that really mean? Well, I think to me that's going to mean that someone like Torre, who was getting about 18% of the snaps, and Sammy Watkins, who last week got 11% of the snaps, I kind of see those snaps going away for those guys. Okay, so that to me would say, all right, Dobbs is at least locked into getting 20% of the snaps. He's locked into getting their snaps, you know, <clears throat> and then just how much of a Randall Cobb's 50% snaps is he going to eat into? That's the biggest question I have next on the slate. And that's kind of where I would expect Dobbs to operate more is in that Randall Cobb type role. Um, this is kind of my long way of saying it does feel like he's priced up a little bit too much. But, you know, can he play 42? Let's just say 60 percent of the snaps. Sure, I would I would actually more put it closer to like 25 to 50 percent of the snaps. That's kind of my expectations for him. Uh, can he produce in that? He certainly could. OK, obviously, he is a you know pretty talented player. I just I would much rather play Lazard. And I'd much rather play Christian Watson from there. The question is, can you play uh, Aaron Rodgers? I think so. Aaron Rodgers has been a, an extremely consistent fantasy producer. Um, not really great, but like every game is pretty much over like 15 DK points, except for the last two. Uh, Philly's obviously a good matchup. And then Chicago, you know, only one touchdown. But I mean, 
Christian Watson got a rushing touchdown as well. Um, didn't really have to throw the ball that much, and that's kind of their offensive scheme. Not really trying to have Rodgers throw the football that much. Uh, I do think he's going to get to around 15 DK points. Will that be enough to be in a profitable build for you? Uh, that, that's difficult to say. Robert Tanyan, don't feel like we have to play him. Uh, you could go with Mason Crosby, I guess, if you want to. It is what it is there. Uh, and then Aaron Jones, yes. Um, we got to talk about Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So last game, Aaron Jones was really banged up, only played about 28% of the snaps. Um, the extra time off, I think, is going to be good for him. He should be good to go. I expect him to get his full allotment of snaps, you know, 60 to 70% of the snaps, and then A.J. Dillon filling in from there. Um, I do think it there is some sort of logic behind, okay, he could potentially re-injure or aggravate that ankle, okay? And thus maybe you do get a little bit more A.J. Dillon than you typically would because obviously A.J. Dillon would become a great play if Aaron Jones was out. But Aaron Jones is going to be a strong kind of pay-up play. Uh, we've seen him go on bus slates. Okay, Washington, good defense. He really went off against them. Buffalo, good rush defense at that point, went off against them. Dallas, you know, pretty strong defense, went off against them. Philly, strong defense, went off against them. Like, it wouldn't be shocking to see him really go off, and I think that's why he is the highest-priced player in the slate. But it's not. it doesn't feel like a must-play. It seems like a, if I can afford to pay up for him, I, I'm happy to do so. And you should be able to afford to pay up for him, and I'll show you guys that as the video goes on. Now getting to the other Rams side of the football. Okay, so let's start with the running backs. Cam Akers, and this is, this is a headache in itself the running backs okay cam Akers has seen his snaps go 30 three weeks ago 30 percent of the snaps 72 percent of the snaps two weeks ago and then last week 42 percent of the snaps and he has looked good i mean cam Akers has looked much better uh now and i would say maybe that's the best he's looked thus far in the nfl okay um but if he's only going to be playing 40 percent of the snaps and if they're going to continue to rock with kyron williams gain about 30 percent of the snaps which the last two weeks that's what he has done okay 28 and 30 and then also given malcolm brown you know 28 percent of the snaps like he got last week then that's difficult okay and i will still make malcolm brown at 800 like if he is going to be playing 30% of the snaps, maybe one of those are a goal line, one yard rushing touchdown. Maybe, you know, you don't know. Um, that's my long way of saying it is kind of difficult to play the Rams running backs with any confidence. You're playing them to get lucky. Okay. You're not playing them with strong confidence. Looking at Baker Mayfield. I mean, <laughs> good on the broadcasting crew for hyping up Baker on that last uh, Thursday night football game because they were really selling him. Uh, he played an average game. I mean, shoot, he, he scored 14.2 DK points. And if you take away, I mean, his best pass was the last pass of the game, and it was a touchdown. That was awesome. He didn't play that good. I mean, let's be honest. He, he didn't play that good. But at the same time, it was probably his best game of the season thus far, and that's not really saying much. I mean, like, if, if we get 14 DK points out of Baker again, like, one, that's going to be shocking. I just don't really expect it. Like, it, we know who Baker is at this point. It was extremely impressive how he was able to pick up the playbook and – you know, not really mess up at all with the plays. So that was impressive there. Um, and that was just kind of one of those weird sports moments. And like, once again, he just didn't really play that well. Uh, it was good enough though. Obviously there's been a lot of poor quarterback play, so I shouldn't say he played poorly in comparison to some of the quarterback play this year. It's been a little iffy. Um, looking at Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby and Ben Skoranek. Okay, starting with Van Jefferson, he has been the receiver number one in this offense and has been very productive since those injuries to Allen Robinson and also Cooper Cup. Okay. He's just been on the field a ton, about 90% of the snaps. Now, the biggest question is, will the Packers choose to have Jari Alexander shadow anyone? Probably not. You know, Van Jefferson isn't that good to the point where you need to have Jari shadowing anyone, uh, but he is still going to get either Jari or Rasul Douglas, both, you know, 
talented cornerbacks. So he could struggle, but at the same time, very cheap price point. Like we should still begin at least a minimum of five DK points with the upside for even 20. If you know he scores a touchdown, gets a few more catches, like we could easily see that happen. Once again, the problem, Baker throwing the football. Okay. Um, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby played like 97% of the snaps last week. Okay. Was a little bit worried about a snap share going into last week, given the fact that he was coming in off of an injury tag and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, if he's going to be playing 90% of the snaps as well, he is someone that should create a nice high floor on this game by playing him. So I do like him, but honestly, it'd be, it'd be tough not to play Ben Skoranek at a much, much cheaper price tag. I mean, he has been someone that has been seeing the field a ton. And, you know, I kind of been, I was kind of waiting for this game to happen. You know, eight targets, 88 yards. Um, he looked good. Like he has been someone that has looked good on film this whole season. He is someone that like once, if you were supposed to grade out a, a game, let's just say like the typical, the typical grade minus one for a bad play, zero for a normal play and plus one for a good play. His score would never be like below zero for a given game because he's like that solid. And he is playing a hundred percent of the snaps, 95 percent of the snaps so tough not to like him at 5.2 you know he should have some short checkdowns he should be someone that's gonna benefit uh your lineup by giving you at least five dk points so i am gonna go out of my way to play him then we're looking at tutu atwell as well so my struggle with tutu is like i don't know what your guys thoughts are on this but i th- i think powell looks better than him okay <laughs> like it's just weird and like atwell has had three plays over the past two games in which if he just gets his feet down like they're great plays and big plays for the team. One would have been a touchdown and that one really should have been a touchdown. The other two were more difficult plays, but man, figure it out. Come on. That's a, that's a reoccurring problem. But the thing is they are finding ways to manufacture the ball into his hands. Okay. We saw that with rushes. We saw that with some quick screens. That is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get the ball into their playmakers hands. And so it wouldn't be shocking to see him go out and have another productive game, especially given this price point. That is a very cheap price tag as well. Um, You know, if something were to happen to two, two at well, it would be Powell. Uh, but that that's that's all it seems like I I want to see him get the ball more because he is an explosive playmaker. So as you guys can see, we have a ton of salary left over just by playing some really high floor guys. So it's very easy to fit Aaron Jones into a build. And it, it's just super easy to make a strong kind of build uh, on the slate. So you could even put Aaron Jones in the captain spot if you wanted to. Like there's so many different solid builds. And then just to, you know, show you guys a couple of different builds i like this one as well christian watson very much the same no it is the same build okay here was a slightly different one um obviously you're getting aaron Rodgers paired with his top two pass catchers and then you're running it back with van jefferson tyler hickby and skoranek you know all three players for the Rams that are too cheap and should be productive. And then you get Lazard, Watson, and Rodgers. Uh, you know, should be a high floor build there. And then here was another one where I wanted to get Cam Akers and Aaron Jones into a build while also getting Watson, Lazard, and Van Jefferson. Like, I feel pretty good about that. If it's not going to be a scoronic game, probably would be an Atwell game. That's the logic behind that. Um, obviously, if you guys want to play Baker, you can play Baker. Obviously, I'll have a little bit of him, but I'll be underweight on him. It, it's tough for me to play bad players. You know, that's it's always difficult in that way. But that's all I have for you guys for this video. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did, you know what to do. Give a like and subscribe. That helps me be able to put out more content for you guys. All right, let's have a good slate. And as always, guys, let's keep cashing.